Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. You know, I look back in the history of, of Coast View, and in the early days, now some two and a half years ago, it's amazing that we've been doing this for that long. I had some great shows with people like uh, George Slogan and John uh, uh, John uh, Harrison, and of course my predecessor Roland Weeks and Jerry St. Pay, and I mean the list just goes on and on. You know Rick Carter and Terry Green to tell the, the, the story of these local boys from Guffmore that went on to do amazing things, and uh, you know on on the Beachview Casino and and uh, the Island View Casino. But I look back on my time, and I and one one particular conversation kind of sticks out, and that's the conversation I had with John Ferrucci. You know John Ferrucci. He's well, you may know him even before he came to Silver Slipper because he had made tre- tremendous uh, contributions in the gaming and uh, community and the and in the community in general before he landed at the Silver Slipper. But you heard his voice many times when he said, "Come on down to the Silver Slipper," or "Come on down to the Slipper." Um, but John's a, he's a good friend. I've known him for many, many years. Someone that I respected greatly when I was at the Sun Herald, and uh, you know I love to stay in touch with John. And it's been a while since I've had him on Coastview. But without any further ado, let me invite my friend John Ferrucci, who's no longer just the general manager of the Silver Slipper Casino and Hotel in Hancock County, but he's also the senior vice president and chief operating officer for Full House Resort. So we've got a lot to talk about. Welcome back to Coastview, my friend. Thank you, Ricky. I missed you, man. It's good to see yeah, you. I miss you, too. Hey, listen, I, we got to start here. The last couple of years, man, has been just just dicey for hurricanes for us. Man, we just had so many challenges, constantly having to move people around, and you've had to deal with storm surge and all that. It's been a quiet season so far. I'm not – hey, listen, man, I'm not taking it for granted. And as, as Carrie Duncan said on my show this week, uh, t- Carrie said – you know, just all we got to remember is it only takes one, and we, you know, we there could be some dicey days ahead. But, but frankly, for for the time being, it sure has been great to have a a, a quiet hurricane season, hasn't it? Oh, it really has. And we look back at just last year, you know, doing a last year uh, comparison, what we went through last season. We're, our whole thing is that we, we, we don't take it for granted. We respect what those storms are capable of doing. We've been through it too many times, so we we're on guard. The the good news is we had plenty of time to prepare. And um, we just got to hope it stays calm. I don't know if it's the Saharan dust out there in the North Atlantic. I'm not even sure what's helping us out. But the good news is um, so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but Josh Morgan, the top hurricane chaser in the world, is now uh, one of the resident experts for uh, the uh, so the weather, weather Nation. It's a TV you know uh, show, for, just like Weather Channel. That's if you have streaming services, a terrific service. He has a he has a, uh, a reality show that he does as well. But he's uh, he's renting a house in in Bay St. Louis, but he's soon going to build a house in Bay St. Louis. He's decided as a result of making this his base station for for chasing all around the world that he's going to he wants to live in Bay St. Louis. He just loves it so much. And he's doing these these remotes from for for Weather Nation from Bay St. Louis now. And since there haven't been storms to chase, 
he's been doing more of them. And so, you know, he, he said he, he kind of hates it in a way because Bay St. Louis for him has been this great discovery and, and also the secret coast. It's, you know, it's been a big secret and he, he really doesn't want anybody to learn about it, but um, you know, you got a unique, you got a unique spot down there. And with it comes obviously the, the risk of hurricanes. We, we've, we've faced that all up and down the coast, but over the years you've worked with the County and others to, to start to address some of the issues you have around evacuation and all that. You use these 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 events as ways to get better, don't you? Well, sure. You have to grow. You know, every time we we built back stronger and and better than we were before. But you know, we learn something every time we have a storm, even though we've been through it countless times. Um, every time another one pops up, we find something that's unique about it that we can learn and maybe do it better the next time. So we've had that opportunity, and we've been trying to take advantage of it. And so we're on the verge of doing a couple of big things down here that could make it better long term. That's great. One of them is the the drive-in. Talk talk about that. Okay, well, that's that's really been a big one. You know, we've been working on permits for this for three or four years now. Um, the the uh, Hancock County has agreed to go out for a bond issue that would uh, give us an elevated road from the corner uh, where you turn down when you come back from the highway on Lakeshore Road. When you get to the beach, it would be an elevated road that would come all the way down uh, past the front of our casino um, uh, into the garage area. And it'll be elevated to a point where if we have a tidal surge like we normally do, uh, the road won't be impacted because there are times when I'm I'm closed. My road is closed. You can't get in or out. And the casinos in Biloxi don't even know it's raining. Yeah. So it's I get that east wind on a, and a high tide and it's that that road's underwater. Um, yeah. So we've been very lucky. It hasn't happened in over a year now. Um, but the good news is that the bond issue has, has uh, is about ready to go out. They're in the process of doing... Um, uh, acquisitions for right of way and that sort of thing, and uh, they've been out here surveying, and we're getting ready to pull the trigger on this thing. I guess as soon as they they're they're done with the appraisals and everything, but that's very exciting. And hopefully by next season we'll have this thing in place. John, there's no we will. This is for another conversation, but there's no doubt in my mind that all the tinkering that the Corps of Engineers has done over the years to protect uh, the city of New Orleans has had an effect on Hancock County. And I mean, just really no way to deny that if you go back and look at some of the evidence related to it. And, you know, that's uh, that's uh, something I guess you're just going to have to live with. And and as you pointed out, right, raising the roadway, going in and out of there is, I think, is at least one response to that. Yeah, it is. And and we have to make sure that they, they don't do anything else over on the New Orleans side. You know, there's a couple things that are on the drawing board there that could be devastating. For, for not just Hancock County, but the entire coastline. So we have to make sure that we're we're staying on top of those issues and, and our legislators who are in a position to help us with that are, are aware of it and fighting the battle. Well, listen, uh, since we talked last, you did get your new responsibilities, the promotion to Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer of uh, Full House Resorts. Let's for, and we'll, we'll come back and talk more about Silver Slipper, how business is doing, how's your team doing, you know, and so on. But uh, remind people what Full House Resorts is. Great. Well, you know, it's a publicly traded company. And, uh, you know, when we first built Silver Slipper, we were, we were a private group. Um, in, in 06 when we opened and in, and in 2012 uh, Full House Resorts acquired us and we became at that point part of a larger company um, and we the group that was running the casino or running the Full House Resorts board at that time uh, got changed out a couple years later and I had the pleasure now of working with uh, Dan Lee who's my CEO now who was my CEO back when I was at the Magic he was CEO of Pinnacle Entertainment uh, his group took over uh, control of, of the board and the operations of Full House Resorts. 
and we've just been blowing and going ever since. So they're FHR is our symbol uh, on NASDAQ, and we're just uh, um, growing by leaps and bounds, and I'll talk to you more about it when we get to the next segment. Yeah, but what's, what's interesting What's interesting to me, John, is that Dan Lee's name has, you know, you've again, you've heard his name over and over again, and to have the, this great working relationship with him, um, it may, boy, leadership makes a big difference, doesn't it? All the difference in the world, and, and he has vision. I mean, tremendous vision. You know, we, we, we'll we sit back and say, where did he come up with that? And all of a sudden, you know, it, it works beautifully. Like he kind of knew it was going to happen that way. So when you have that talent and that gift, I mean, and you got to use it to uh, the best advantage you can. I mean, it's really made a big difference for how we perceive things, how we approach things, how, what what our end result is uh, and how we get there. So we're, we're all thankful for that that leadership that he provides. You've also seen situations where the leadership wasn't good and had to sort of stay, stay the, stay the, the, the course. I have been in situations like that before. And in a way I felt that I had a responsibility to buffer my employees from whatever that was. And always, always believed that, that it would work its way out. And usually that's the way it worked out, but it can make things very challenging too. Can it? Oh, very challenging. And, and we, listen, we sat around our conference room with our, operating committee which is how we refer to our group of directors and and i said listen what this is when we had the previous management i said we just need to serve survive uh, these these guys will be here long after these guys are gone and and fortunately i was i was right and we were able to stay the course and we uh, we just kept the lid on you know until we got to the point where and as soon as dan lee came in he says you were doing so well when you were private the company took it over and your and your numbers went down what happened? And I told him, and he says, I want you to go back to doing everything you were doing before. And from that point on, our trend is our trend is just straight up like a rock. So I've been, you know, I've been there. I was, uh, I worked for a private company when I was at the Sun Herald. It was purchased by Knight Ritter back in the late 1980s. And Knight Ritter is a public company, and uh, had a, you know good leadership at Knight Ritter. Incidentally, a good supportive board. Um, I became publisher at the Sun Herald during that time. Then, then unfortunately, there was a merger with McClatchy Company, and you know, the, you know, things started to decline for newspapers across the country. Very challenging times. But, um, but then in the last part of my career, I worked for a private company again, largest privately owned media company in the United States. You know, it's interesting. It, you know, people can say they will ask you, you know, what's better, working for a public company or working for a private company. And, you know, there's, there's plus and minuses of both ways. And I said, well, you know what? The, the, the ultimate difference is I'm going to work for where that, if I have my choice, I'm going to work for the one that has the best leadership, who, who supports us the best. That's the kind of the way you would see it as well, isn't it, John? Yeah, it really doesn't matter much to me whether it's public or private. Like you said, we're, we, we are our own kind of microcosm here, you know, so we're, we're, it's a world unto ourselves and we're going to take care of business. And if we get yeah. the tools we need to do it, you know, whoever gives it to us, that's, that's who I'm banking on. We're having a conversation with my friend John Ferrucci, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, gaming leaders in coastal Mississippi, incredibly focused on the community and now has additional responsibilities for Full House. We'll talk more about that here as, after, after this break. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Wow. Welcome back to Kofi. I'll have my friend John Ferrucci. He's the general manager at Silver Slipper Casino and Hotel in Hancock County, but he is also the senior vice president and chief operating officer of Full House Resorts. Okay, so talk to me. What is uh, what's involved in your new responsibilities with uh, Full House Resorts? Okay, well, we, you know, I've been um, I've been in Silver Slipper here since we put the first shovel in the ground. That was back in '05. Um, be, be before the storm and after the storm, obviously, you know, the, the rest is history. But so it's been, you know, 16, 17 years I've been, I've been doing this down here. And um, our CEO now is Dan Lee. We talked about it a little earlier. And, and he, um, you know, he's, he's looking to grow our company. We're, we're a, a relatively small company, but we're getting bigger by the moment. So uh, we had a discussion and operationally of, of all the, the general managers that we have in our portfolio now, I probably, I certainly have the most longevity because I'm I've been doing it forever. But um, but I have the most experience in terms of how um, we can kind of assist the other properties with some of the issues they're having because they haven't been maybe doing as long as I have. So we have um, Silver Slipper right now is the flagship for for um, Full House Resorts. We we are the uh, the biggest property. We we are probably the most profitable, um, and 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 we're relatively small. We have two casinos in the state of Nevada. We have one in um, Incline Village at Lake Tahoe, which is inside the Grand Hyatt Hotel uh, up there, and it's a great little a little property, a great casino, and it's you know in, in in Lake Tahoe, it's a gorgeous setting, and you know it's kind of seasonal, but you know it's a, a long term staff's been there a long time, and it's pretty stable. I have a smaller one um, outside of Reno, in Fallon, Nevada, out by the Nellis Airport. Uh, Air Force Base, and so that's uh, that's kind of a locals place, and you know the guys come off the base, and that's that's when you get busy and this and that. So um, doesn't contribute a lot to the, the the big picture, but it's an important part of our portfolio. So we have those two in in Nevada, and then we have the um, um, the Bronco Billies, which is a little casino in Cripple Creek, Colorado, which is a, just a little old mining town or was years ago, bunch of little casinos, but you know. Colorado's come on strong uh, in the last several years, and uh, Blackhawk is another town down the road that has done great things. And uh, when Colorado first opened up, they had um, low limits, low betting limits, five-hour betting limit on the tables, and none of the big players would get involved. Well, since they took those limits up, you know, the, the, they're in the mainstream now. So uh, Dan Lee, again, uh, saw an opportunity. So Bronco Billy's is going from a little storefront casino four or five storefronts along along this bennett avenue um and we're building a 300 room hotel and spending a couple hundred million dollars and going to have a spa and great restaurants and going to double the capacity of rooms in the town overnight when it opens it's been a it's been a challenge up there in cripple creek you know because you fly it's closest to uh, colorado springs you fly into colorado springs and you drive up heading toward pike's peak um and and my, and my friend the baxter lee who worked for me here as my director of marketing, he got promoted, he's the general manager up there and he's doing uh, an awesome job uh, putting it together there. So the, the first phase of that project is gonna open up um, probably this time next year, about July of 23, the first phase. And it's gonna be three phases opening that. So that's a big deal for our company and that's under construction right now. And then in Indiana, we have the Rising Star Casino, which is in a little town called Rising Sun, Indiana. It's an interesting, geographically, um, There's a casino on either side of us. A couple miles down the road is Belterra, which is a pinnacle property, and 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 uh, to the left is um, uh, one of the uh, Penn properties, a Hollywood property. But then you're right across the river from uh, Cincinnati, and of course you know you have a Hard Rock there, and there's a bunch of casinos that are around, and 
another one's just opening up this week that um, Churchill Downs is doing something out the racetrack. So, uh, but it's again, it's a it's got a, it's a great little casino. Got two little hotels, uh, probably a total of three hundred rooms somewhere in there. Um, has a great golf course, and, uh, and Angie Trubner Webb is the GM there, and she actually worked for me here. I, I kind of mentored the GMs in here, and they they went on the great things. But she's the GM there, and and doing a, a tremendous job. So. Uh, you know, and then there's a so there's there's two in in uh, in Nevada, and there's one in Colorado, and there's one in Indiana, and there's Silver Slipper here. So that's five, and now we're under we're under construction now with Casino Number Six, and that's uh, the American Place Casino, and it's in Waukegan, Illinois. And Waukegan is uh, right along the uh, the coast or close to the coast of the um, Lake Michigan, and um, we're halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee. Waukegan's right in the middle. And both of those uh, major cities have uh, have casinos. There's a Potawatomi Casino in Milwaukee, and and um, and the Rivers Casino is right outside of O'Hare Airport in Chicago. And you might have heard some news uh, recently that Bowie was building like a you know uh, two billion dollar property right there on the river uh, in Chicago. That'll be open in a few years. Probably going to get a temporary open next year. But we we bid on this um, this property in this project in Waukegan. And we were fortunate enough to get the bid. So, um, and it's a huge, it's even in its temporary state, we're building a sprung structure. If you've seen those sprung tents that, that pop up, we, we purchased one of those and had a custom design for this. And it's a, it's a big as two football fields uh, under roof. And that's the temporary casino with 50 table games and a thousand slot machines and, and uh, two restaurants and a, and a diner trailers for the employees and administrative area and and we're trying to put this whole thing together and in a tough job market as you know and we need to hire six seven eight hundred people depending on you know of all the phases open up and so we're in the process of doing that now so dan lee said listen i i need somebody who can kind of work the operation side for me and, and stay in touch with these gms and give them a hand because i'm that's so far removed from what I do for a living. He's out growing our company and talking to Wall Street and, and making them, you know, those all those things that affect the entire corporation. So I, I was flattered and, and the board approved it. And so now I, I said under one condition, I, I, I'm not leaving the coast. So um, I, the, the beauty of it is and what made this possible is that my team here, uh, when I say my team, our, our team of guys and, and girls here at the Silver Slipper have been doing it together for a very long time. Almost every one of my directors sitting around the table with us every week started with me back in 05. And um, they all know what to do. They're all very good at what they do. Uh, they all enjoy what they do. Nobody has a, a, a hidden agenda or you know a, a, another uh, plan in place. So we, we work together and because of that, I don't need to be here every day with them given direction. They, they kind of take care of it themselves. So, you know, uh, when I'm not here, um, we stay in touch. Obviously, Zoom calls, telephone calls, you know, whatever, uh, text messages constantly. You know, we're, we're, we're never out of communication. But it freed me up to be able to go visit these other properties and help them do some things. Like, I've been back and forth to the Chicagoland area uh, probably 20 times in the last six months. You know, and we have a few more to go because we're not going to open that property until December. So we're just getting to the point now where this, we're, we're getting access to the building and surveillance is going in and we'll start delivering some slot machines and it starts getting really exciting now. My whole thing was actually putting a team together from scratch. Yeah. We, we started with nothing. Uh, we, we leased an office space. 
uh, we, we found a place that sold used furniture and we, we got everything in and just created a company out of, out of the air. And uh, we're really proud of how it turned out. We have an absolutely first-class, world-class team up there in place. And uh, we just hired a general manager. He started last week, Jeff Babinski. Um, he was working for the Boyd Group. Uh, he agreed to come over. He and his family moved there. He's, he hit the ground running, good experienced guy. So now they, I was able to hand that baton off to him for a little bit. Now I just do in the support role now, but he's got the day-to-day. So so now we're five casinos going on six, and when that casino opens up, it'll, it'll earnings will be more than what our entire company is right now, just that one wow. property. So that's how important it is to our portfolio. And so we're giving it a lot of attention, and, and Jeff's a great guy, and he's in there taking care of business, and the team is really excited about finally, you know, getting ready to open, and, you know, so it's all coming together. But that's the role I'm playing now is that I talk to each of the GMs on a regular basis. We, we travel as needed to go help them with some things, and, and we're just trying to keep the juices flowing everywhere. And my being able to free up from Silver Slipper and go do that has really been a blessing for all of us. You know, <clears throat> that was always my, my uh, thing, too, when I was publisher of the Sun-Herald. I would go do the corporate gigs, but I didn't want to move from Biloxi. I, mean, yeah, I just right. didn't want to move, you know. So, I mean, I co-led the strategic planning effort for Knight Ritter and did a lot of that. But, you know, I loved – I mean, it's I loved having – the way I would describe it, having my foot in two different places. One, the ability to go either contribute and learn from these other properties in multiple states that I had responsibilities for and then come back to the Sun-Herald and have my base station, the way I would say it, my team and the things that we love to do. And um, I, I felt like it was the best of both worlds. I mean, I, it was fun. It was fun because you could learn and you could build strong teams in other places. Anyway, I, the whole time that I'm hearing you talk, I'm I'm feeling that same feeling that I had. And you're enjoying it, aren't you? Oh, no, I really am. You know, and this is where, you know, your your track record comes into play and, and all, the, uh, all the experiences you've had and all the relationships that you developed, you know, through your contacts and you, you get to draw on all of those, and they become part of the bigger picture. You know what I mean? And their their inclusion in the thing makes it stronger and better, and they appreciate it. So it's it's just how the thing grows and snowballs, and and we're pretty excited about you know the way it's going right now. I love hearing you talk about. It. I can I can sense the enthusiasm. Uh, you know, you've always and, and the other thing is you started out in Atlantic City, you went to the Bahamas, you came to the coast. You've had a couple of different positions on the coast before you landed in this significant my now 17 year run happens to uh, uh, correlate with Katrina <laughs> as well. Just, but uh, but you know you 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 uh, you have a good perspective and you 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 know what it takes to win, especially in this sort of niche approach that uh, Dan Lee's obviously staking his future on doing well. And he has the right guy with him, that's for sure. Hey, when we come back, we'll find out the latest at the Silver Slipper, how they doing, and uh, you know what's new there. We'll see you after this break. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Um, man, this, this uh, doing Coast View, I get, I get to do so many cool things. I get to converse and keep friendships with some amazing people. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, John, you were 
You know, you were somebody I looked up to when I was at the Sun Herald, and you know, after especially after Hurricane Katrina, to watch what you guys went through to get Silver Slipper up and running as fast as possible, the commitment that had to be made in the community that was literally ground zero for the worst natural disaster in American history, the decisions you had to make. I mean, can you imagine it's been 17 years since you started that process? No, Bridget and I were just talking about it the other day. I mean, you look back, it's like, I can't believe it, it was like a gen- almost a generation ago. You know, there's some, there, we're running into people who, you know, that it's, it's ancient history when you talk about Katrina, and we all kind of lived it. You know, so it's it's pretty amazing how fast time is flying for us, to be honest. That community um, was so damaged and so hurt. And uh, I, I remember I remember really well, actually, there was an effort, I think it was the Stennis Institute, to talk about the possibility of bringing Bay St. Louis and Waveland together into one mm-hmm. community. And it lasted about six months. And they disbanded the effort because Waveland and Bay St. Louis weren't going to have any part of anything like that. Because we came to appreciate, and you knew to the depths of your soul, that what made a community was not its building, it was the people. That people is what made the community. And you made a commitment to, to, to be committed to the community, to have your corporate mission be about being attached to the community and helping in so many different ways. Um, you know, I, you know, Silver Slipper comes up a lot. It comes up in conversations with people like, like Tish, you know, at the chamber and the work that sure. they're doing and so many others. Uh, you got to look back and be, I guess you, I mean, first of all, you've contributed toward creating this job machine for the community and for the county. And then you bring people here and it's no longer a great secret. I mean, you, you can't even buy land in Bay St. Louis or Waveland anymore for the most part. You certainly can't buy it affordably. It's that secret is out. But you got to look back on it with tremendous pride. Uh, no, we, we we're very proud of what we've done here. You know, some people told us, you know, this is this is a failed project going in. You're never going to make it. And we said, well, you know, we'll see about that. You know, but it, you, you were use the word commitment. I, I just contributed to an article that um, Michael Sonneman and Lori Beth did. You know, in Mississippi Gaming News on, on the 30th anniversary of gaming on the coast. You know, and and the theme of what I contributed to that article was was about the commitment. Yeah, listen, we all built back stronger. We all, we're all very diligent with what we did. We're all committed to, to making it better and, and, and doing the right thing. But the level of commitment from the, the companies that were willing to, you know, make the investments and building back and improving their properties, even after the fact, the commitment of the employees who, um, who knew they had to feed their families and this was the best place to do it. And we took very good care of them and continue to this day. The commitment of our guests who weren't afraid to come back after the storms and, and help us rebuild, all those things, that that synergy is really what kind of made it happen. And Silver Slipper is, you know, we're, we're, we're an easy target because we're all the way at the end of the road, you know? So what's gonna happen down there if, it, if, if we're not the catalyst, it, it may be that nothing happens here at all. So we, we really felt an obligation, you know, to, to do it as, as strong and as well as we could. And, you know, we. We have 500 employees here, and the majority of them live right here in Hancock County. I, I need 550. I mean, I'm, I'm working at a 10% deficit. I mean, everybody's going through the same thing here. I, <clears throat> I still have one restaurant that's been closed since COVID, and I, I just don't have the staff to get it open. But we're that's our goal. We want to get there someday. you know. But keeping everybody gainfully employed down here and, and, and making it a comfortable and safe environment for our guests to venture out especially with inflation at a 40-year high, 
you know, they, they need to get some value for their money. They need to enjoy the experience. And that's what we're focused on. You know, I said it after Hurricane Katrina many times, and I've said it on the show many times, that the single biggest factor for coastal Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina was the it was first of all making the casinos create create an opportunity for casinos to be able to do land based. I mean that was that was huge and important and we can't underestimate the importance of the legislature and leadership across the state supporting us in that effort. But still, you know, when you think about the decisions that had to be made, I mean, and I, I'm not trying to overstate this, but think about the hundreds of millions of dollars, the billions of dollars in investment in the coastal Mississippi in the midst of a recovery effort and really not for sure understanding how this coast was going to come back or not. And th- you know, think about it. And I think the pinnacle decision of all of the decisions that were made was the decision to go forward with the Silver Slipper because of the, the unique circumstances that existed in Hancock County at that time. I guess you could say the same thing about, was it Hollywood? Was it called Hollywood at the time? It, it was, and it just yeah. converted over to Hollywood right before. So the, the decision that they had to make as well, right. but the reality was, it was uh, it was so important. Haley said that you got to get people back to work, you got to get your you got to get their kids back in school, and then you got to give them a, a, a place to live. But it starts with job. You got to give them their jobs back, and then if they, even if they have a job, if you don't have schools for them to go to, the parents, especially the mothers, are going to make decisions that we need to move away. And so there was such a push to get jobs open, get schools open, and get people at least temporary housing and uh you know it all came it all came together well and josh morgan who i mentioned a few minutes ago uh the top hurricane chaser in the world who's been on the show multiple times josh said of bay st louis and hancock county that his read on it is this that it is it is a phoenix that rose from the ashes that they built back bigger and better and safer for you know i should point that out as well yeah what has occurred has been revolutionary. You have to wonder, the beginning domino in a lot of respects was, you know, your casino opening. <laughs> so had that not happened, what what might not have fallen next? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a, it, the, the, there are catalysts, and the casinos are clearly catalysts. That's true, especially in our case in Hancock County, because there wasn't much infrastructure down here after the storm. You know, we were really it. And, and uh, everybody we talked to said, yeah, we're going to build back. But they, they, they needed some confidence. They needed to have, okay, you, you know, if they're, if they're doing it, if they're going to spend $75 million, maybe I can spend one or two and, you know, we can get it going. And that's how it kind of snowballed. Now, we rode down the beach yesterday. We, you know, we, we, we have great food here, but we needed a break from our own stuff. And our restaurants were a little too busy yesterday. So we, we got in, the, in my truck and we, and we drove down the beach and we, we went to a little place in Bay St. Louis and driving down the beach between here and Bay St. Louis through the city of Wayland into the city of Bay St. Louis. There's not much left uh, to develop. Um, a lot of those residential lots uh, are eaten up and they're under construction or something's been built on already. And that was the most encouraging thing I'd seen in a long time, that these people had the confidence to, to just n- nothing's inexpensive along that way, as you, as you can understand it. And, and, but they're building back and they're confident and, they, and, and, and they're secure. And yeah, there's gonna be another storm, but you know what, they're all, they're all built to withstand it now. And, and everybody's thinking, you know, good things about the future. And we just need to keep it going. My son, who's a real estate lawyer, um, you know, does closings all, all, uh, all across coastal Mississippi. And, 
you know, he often mentions to me the when you look at the the price per square foot that lots are going for, and we look at the price per square foot that homes are going for in Bay St. Louis and Waveland and just Hancock County in general, it's incredible. And 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 a lot of you know a lot of it's come from from Louisiana. I mean, yeah. a lot of New Orleanians where they used to have second homes that got wiped out by Katrina. Some of them are actually building their primary homes here now. And and the and the New Orleans base is really more of a secondary scenario. A, a lot several famous people that I won't I won't necessarily name now but it's incredible the commitment that they've made and and there is a rebirth that's occurring and your your point is well made that 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 what was there before could not withstand anything near something like Katrina and that's why we had what we have um, FEMA and all their wisdom there's a lot they didn't do well but one of the things they did do well is they said if you're going to rebuild this is how you need to rebuild with certain building codes height restrictions etc on homes etc and um, and I think if we get hit again, the impact will not be as great because we're we we will withstand it better. I think that goes for Hancock County. It goes for all along coastal Mississippi. It took a long time, man, but the commitments are out there now. Like 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 I think a lot of people knew would happen, but uh, but we're we're getting there. And Silver Slippers played a big role in that. Thank you. Yeah, and we're, and we're proud of that. Obviously, you know we. We uh, we look back on what we looked like, you know, right after the storm, and and, and where we and the decisions we made uh, in the early days, and and they were all they all turned out to be the right way to go. So much so that we got to the point now. Here we are, 17 years later, and um, um, Hancock County Chamber of Commerce had their big gala event, their annual event last last week, and um, Silver Slipper Casino got um, Business of the Year award. You know, so um, and we're very proud of that. You know, because we. We, that that just proves that we we still got it. Um, we we didn't rest on our laurels. We didn't sit back. You know, uh, we don't just take from our community. You know that, and you've been uh, very uh, cognizant of that in the past. We 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 give back as much as we can. It was a big uh, festival in Waveland this week, and we we put the stage up with the silver slipper banners to let them know that we support their community and and we're there. You know, if they need us, and we've just been doing as much of that as is it makes sense to do and and our employees really enjoy being a part of the community and um you know and and spreading silver slip when our, when our silver slipper employees go out into the community and they tell people they work at silver slipper they're treated with respect because everybody appreciates what they did and they know that they contributed to it so we're, we're proud of that there is a i say it on the show all the time but there's a direct correlation between the success of a business and its its commitment to the community. I mean, to get into the trenches with its employees and make a difference, <clears throat> fill gaps, serve on nonprofit boards, volunteer at food pantries, whatever the whatever the, the goal might be. But the ability to do that and then it, it connects your business better to the community in ways that help the business be more successful. I don't care what kind of business you're in. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with John Ferrucci. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View with my friend John Ferrucci. I so much enjoy visiting with him. And, you know, that last segment was really powerful, John, because it, 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 when you get into a mode of thinking back to Katrina and the commitments that you had to make and the decisions you had to make and the, the building of your team and all the things that go with that, um, first of all, the first thing that occurs to you is, boy, 17 years went by really quick. <laughs> but the other thing, there's just a lot of pride 
that's connected to that. And I can, I can hear it in your voice. And that's what makes you such a good leader. How is business? How are you guys doing? Well, you know, we were, we were just talking about that. We had a, when you look at our trends, you know, pre COVID 18 and 19 were good years where everything was trending up and 20 obviously happened, but you know, look at the, the coast itself. And the, we still did a billion one, um, in 2020, even being closed for 60 some days, you know what I mean? It was pretty, it was really remarkable. So, Last year, um, in 2021, there was 1.9 trillion dollars out there in stimulus money. There was, uh, there were, there were all the other incentives that were allowing people to, that were getting some extra revenue into the folks' homes for whatever reason, whether it was warranted or not, whether they deserved it or not, they got it. So um, it, that that tide lifted everybody's boat last year. So the coast had a tremendous year. Silver Slipper had a great year. You know. Now this year. You know, it's fallen off a little bit, um, but still staying close to it, and there's no stimulus money. So that means that people have kind of gotten out a little bit. Our, we're a little different because our, our demographic is a little older than most. And so um, a lot of them on fixed incomes. And uh, with inflation, you know, at a 40-year highs, they have to make decisions of their own. You know, discretionary income, they, they either need to buy groceries and put gas in their car or they're going to come and play a slot machine. So, you know, so we're, we're, we're probably seeing, a, a, you know, a little fewer of those. But um, other than that, we're seeing some new faces, some fresh faces, some younger faces are coming in, and it's keeping everything going. So we're, we're about even with what we did last year, and we're very proud of that because even with the stimulus money, you know, we're about staying there. And, and you know, we're looking to grow and working on an expansion project here. So all those things are kind of contributing to, you know, making Silver Slipper a healthy uh, org- organization um, that's looking forward to the future. Um, not not taking a not not looking back at all because we've already been there, and uh, everybody's focused on the prize, and that is, let's get to the next level with this property and and make it even better than it is now. That's a, it's great to hear that. Um, what I mean, we're really in uncharted territory. Never never experienced anything like what we've experienced over the past three years. It's impact on the labor market. It's it's impact on disposable income. It's contributions toward the inflationary pressures that we're feeling today. I mean, it's all new. The issues around supply chain and and hiring people and. Man, the list goes on and on. And I'm hearing similar stories from the other casino executives. Now, the truth is, man, it's great to see those numbers the same. The fact with the labor shortage being what it is for gaming, it's not sustainable. I'm hoping that we can get to a point where we get some of these key positions filled because the reality is you can only work people over time or have managers actually filling in for people. And you can only do that for a certain period of time. One recent uh, respected uh, uh, gaming executive told me, same thing I'm sure you're dealing with, wanting to open that other restaurant. Um, do you do you begin to see, or have you begun to see a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the finding employees that you want to hire there? We're um, we're seeing things improve slightly, but it's still not where it needs to be. I mean, um, we just need people to want to work again. You know, uh, we have great um, career opportunities, not just jobs. You come with us; it, it's a career. We you can grow with us. You know, we we have people we're promoting every day, and then trying to hire people to fill the spots that they got promoted into. So we're, we're, we're working that angle as best we can, but I see, I see a little improvement with, uh, with what's been coming through with the applications recently. So hopefully that's encouraging. Maybe that's a sign of things to come. 
Well, I tell you, um, it's not sustainable, but there's still this big question mark just hanging out there. Where did they go? I've had that conversation more than once. Where did they go? I mean, you know, I think some went into, went into business for themselves. Uh, Adele Lyons from the Coach Chamber told me that the number of one-person businesses has is substantially increased. So what that tells you is they're trying – something that they maybe wanted to get into during the pandemic. Now, some of those will fail. Some of those won't be successful, and they'll end up coming back into the labor market. But that doesn't even begin to explain where did they go. I mean, where did all these workers go? They can't just all be sitting at home. No, and I think there's, you know, that they, they did actually leave the job market. And when, when they look at the jobless claims are going down, that's really not an indication of, of reality because they, these people have taken themselves out of the job market. Yeah. And, and a lot of people who maybe were in their 50s and 60s, uh, you know, were thinking maybe maybe I should go, maybe I should go to the house and, and enjoy it for a while. Some of them have tried that, and I think it was a pretty significant percentage. Now, when they get tired and realize that Social Security is not enough, they'll come back and, and we'll be happy to talk to them when they do. Yeah, and they look at their 401ks this year, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they say, uh, 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 you know, it takes a lot more to make ends meet than I realized. And, you you know, just a good point, actually. You'll get some very experienced people coming back in, and that would be a good thing. I mean, that that's true literally across the board. I don't care what uh, the demographic is or what the job is. I think there are a lot of people that maybe went for a rest after after the pandemic. John, listen, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friends. Congratulations on all your success. Really look forward to hearing how the new casino does when it opens up. Hope it meets your expectations. Well, thank you, Ricky. It's always a pleasure, as you know. And uh, we're, we're excited about the direction our company's taking, what the contribution Silver Slippers making to our company, and and all those things coming together. So we're, we're going to ride the wave as best we can, but uh, we appreciate your support. You bet, John. This has been John Ferrucci. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.